0: The preparedness and survival communities have done a great job over the years talking about everyday carry. A simple search will find endless articles, videos, Instagram pics, and yes, even podcasts. But have we been sending the wrong message? Is it time to reimagine everyday carry? This is episode 739 of the Prepper website podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life, so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's episode, Reimagining Everyday Carry. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is usually an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on PrepperWebsite, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found in the show notes. Hey, are you looking to up your preparedness knowledge? Don't spend time bouncing around the internet for the best preparedness content. Instead, sign up for the top 10 preparedness articles and get them right in your email. For $5 a month, you can get the top 10 articles from Prepper website sent to your email weekly. You can choose to read them or drop them in the Pocket app and have them read to you as you go about your day. The Buy Me A Coffee link to the top 10 are in the show notes, but even if you're not wanting to get the top 10, you should still visit my link and see what I'm doing over there. I'm using Buy Me A Coffee as my social media and connecting with listeners over there. All right, before we jump into the episode, I received a letter from a listener in the Czech Republic. And so last week I talked about, or in last episode, I talked about um, the, the different listeners that I see you know, showing up on uh, Apple Podcasts and in different places in, and just how we're ranking over there and I uh, received an email from Philip, and uh, it, was, it was a great highlight of the week. And I wanted to read it because it points out some really, well, I want to make a point here, but there's also some other things that I'll reference in the episode when, when I'm talking. But let's, let me just go ahead and read it. Uh, it's a great article. So here we go. Um, Hi, Todd. Today, during my morning commute, I listened to your latest podcast. You have mentioned new listeners from other countries outside USA. Although I am a long-time listener, I listened to your podcast for several years now. I thought it may be fun to get in touch with you and say hi from foreign country. Hi, Philip. Thanks so much for writing. Hey, let me tell you part of my prepping story and maybe a few notes about prepping in my country in general. Please be aware that English is not native to me. I try my best not to ruin your language. Philip, I got to tell you, you did a great job. I'm going to read it the way you, you wrote it. But there is no way that I would be able to write in your language at all. You did an excellent job. All right, so let me go ahead and uh, continue on here. My name is Philip, the Czech variation of English name Philip. I was born in 80s in south of communist Czechoslovakia, now Czech Republic, as the countries were split to Czechsia and Slovakia. My hometown was pretty small. It had around 15,000 inhabitants. Revolution have hit me in first grade of my primary school. I mention that just to be clear that I also remember old times. My father, strong anti-communist, is an active outdoorsman. When I was young, we spent all our free time outdoors, just wandering nature around the city, kayaking on the river, or sailing a boat on nearby lake. After revolution, I was able to join Boy Scouts. All those activities taught me a lot of bushcraft skills. During my master's degree studies, I obtained a J-1 visa and moved for half a year to Grand Canyon, Arizona. Working there, hiking and traveling around the USA was one of my best times ever. Shortly after my studies, I started to work for a big international company that allowed me to move for several years in Germany and also to travel to many countries around the world. I spent significant amounts of time in China. Shortly after revolution, called the Velvet Revolution as there were no dead people, my parents started to build up their lifetime dream, a farm not far from the city we were living in. Now, almost 30 years later, I know that they succeeded. By hard work, they developed well functioning business based mainly on services in tourism and horse breeding. My parents are already retired. We continue in their steps now, being one of the biggest farms around. By we, I mean myself, my beautiful wife, and our two young daughters. My wife takes care about the farm, being the head and responsible for almost everything. I am responsible for the technical side of things, being able to keep my previous job, and working on the farm afternoons and over the weekends. I wrote previous lines just to put a context to my story. I have never considered myself as a prepper. There is also no clear point in my history when my path began. I kind of always had a multi-tool in my pocket. Several important things in my bag and some home canned vegetables in the cellar. I have learned a lot about sustainable life from my grandmother, still living, 92 years old, surviving the Second World War and communist, communistic era in my country. I have learned a lot about self-sufficiency during my travels. I learned a lot about farming and gardening by working on the farm with my parents. But when my second daughter was born, my older daughter was only around 16 months old. I had to take care of her before my wife comes back from the hospital. In that me time, just with my daughter, I realized how important for me it is to be a responsible parent and husband. I started to wear cargo pants, right pocket for wet wipes, left pocket for handkerchiefs, and there's just a smiling emoji there. Bought a gun. We are one of the very few countries in Europe where you can obtain a CCW permit and carry a gun legally, and started to think about life situations slightly more critical. This all-prepper thing did help me to summarize my thoughts, brought some more information and hints into my life, and made my preparedness way more systematical. With information from prepping community, I was able to improve my family preparedness with low effort in many areas. I do not want to discuss details and technicalities now, but one example for all, I made my house independent on electricity. Thinking about these topics also forced me to start to notice how others near me feel about prepping. No surprise here, people in the city generally do not think preparedness. Several friends are general gun fans. Two of them can be considered to be preppers. The more you move towards the country, the more people are self-sufficient without realizing that they are natural preppers. Mainly older people, of course. They remember communist era in farming and self-sufficiency as much more normal to them. Younger people moving towards the cities for work, higher earnings, and city life. I am lucky to know one or two people of my or younger age to be interested in farming and agriculture. Now, I'm living a peaceful life in a small community with resources to be self-sufficient for several years. I own EDC, CCW, GHB, and I am prepared for many SHTF situations life can bring. I love all those little acronyms in there. And I still do not consider myself as a prepper. Just well informed. With regards, Philip. Philip, again, thanks so much for sending that uh, that email with all that information. I I just loved being able to read that, and uh, you know, the thing is, is that no matter where you are in the world, I mean, you might have some restrictions, like Philip talked about. They can own guns in in this in this country, and so there might be you, know, you might if you're living in another country, you might not be able to do that. But for the most part, most people understand the importance of self-sufficiency and at least if you have that mindset you have that ability to move towards that more and more which brings me to my my biggest point here is that there's a lot of people that believe in preparedness that just don't call themselves preppers I think a lot of people their eyes are open and and if they, they wasn't before COVID for sure after COVID they just are not going to call themselves preppers. So I remember back when I started Prepper website now over 10 years ago there was a statistic, you know, 3% of the United States are preppers and, and that was a big statistic that was out and I think that just that has changed a lot because for one people are not going to say that they're preppers. And then for two, people don't like the term preppers, but that doesn't mean that they're not wanting to be a little bit more self-sufficient. And I always go back to, and that's why I say what I say at the very opening of this podcast is people look at their their change in circumstances, their family. You have a kid, you know, when you're on your own, you know, it's one thing, but when you start having a family and you realize, you see, you look into their eyes and you see this little person. That you know is you're responsible for, and you don't ever want them to look back at you and say, "Hey, why are we are why are we not eating? Why don't we have water to drink? Why are we not uh, protected? Why are you know all these different kinds of things? You you want to be able to look at them and say, "Hey, I made arrangements to to better our lives. I made arrangements to be prepared." I made arrangements so that we can eat when everything else is is very expensive or there's not food in the grocery stores. And I think that's one of those big big deals, right? Is when you start to realize that and and you have that responsibility, things begin to change. That's another reason why a lot of uh, people who maybe have grown kids and and maybe grandkids, they're starting to think about, "Hey, I I know that my kids might not be preparing right now, but I'm going to prepare for them because of my grandkids. And so they start looking at things that way. And it's very expensive. And I know sometimes people are like, well, you know, if they're not going to prepare, I'm not going to prepare. But I'm not going to prepare for them, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But when it comes down to it, you know you're going to wind up taking care of them. So why not go ahead and, and, if you can, put forth the effort in doing that. So again, thanks, Philip, for sending that information. I greatly appreciate it. It's great to be able to know how other people are, uh, you know, being prepared in other countries. And then also just hearing from listeners. That was just a great email that I was, uh, it, it made my day when I was able to read that. So if you are in another country and you feel led to send me an email and just tell me a little bit about yourself, I would greatly appreciate it. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the topic of this episode I I said at the very beginning, I wanted to talk about reimagining everyday carry. And for those of you that are new to preparedness and uh, you heard some of the acronyms there in Phillip's email, you know, EDC, CCW, uh, GHB, SHTF, you you hear all those. And sometimes we, we say those things and you're like, okay, what is it? Well, EDC means everyday carry. And basically it means this. I'm sure there's some, you know, Perfect definition out there. This is my definition. It's what you carry with you on a regular basis that will help make your life better or safer. So, referencing back to Philip's email when he said he was, you know, he's taking care of his daughter, he had his me time when his wife was in the hospital with their second child. He started realizing that he needed to carry around wet wipes with his, you know, for his daughter, because there was always those times when he might need to, you know, wipe their hands or whatever it might be, and so it makes life a little bit easier. It makes life a little bit safer for you. So, a lot of people will say it's whatever you have on you in your pockets, or, 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 or again, or on you, whether that's going to be in a shirt pocket or maybe you're carrying a vest or whatever or something along those lines. So they'll say, if you don't have it on you, you don't have it. Well, here's the thing. I don't like wearing cargo pants. I don't like wearing, and, and not only do I not like wearing cargo pants, I, I, I'm i usually at work. <laughs> and so if I'm not at work wearing slacks, uh, I am, because I live in Houston, I, I want to wear blue jeans or for the most part, unless it's, un, unless it's really cold and we're in wintertime, I'm wearing shorts. You know, that's, that's what I want to do. I come home from work and I change and I put on shorts and I just, that's, that's what I want to wear. And so I don't like cargo pants. I don't usually like cargo shorts. And not only that, I don't like to put things inside of my pants or inside of my pockets, right. To, uh, to be able to carry all those, all those different things. So, I don't necessarily subscribe to the thing is like, if you don't have it with you, I understand. I understand what that means, right? If you don't have it with you, you don't have it because there's many things that could happen, you know, in, and, and you get separated from your EDC kit or your backpack or whatever it might be. But, uh, you know, and, and then you don't have whatever it is that you truly, truly need. But for me, I like to keep my EDC in my backpack. Now, when I am at work, my EDC pack backpack is or my my backpack, not my EDC. my EDC kit is inside my backpack, and my backpack is always with me. And so I always have it there and it's always available to me. If it was something that I was leaving and I was going to uh, to a campus or I was going to a meeting or something along those lines, I would wind up taking that backpack with me. and so it w- it would always be with me. So not that, not to mention the fact that I always carry a lot of things inside of my truck as well. So and they're just like underneath the seat and they're kind of hidden and different things like that. So for me, EDC does not necessarily mean that I have to have it on me. Now, again, there will be a lot of people that disagree with me, but that is just me and that's the way that I operate uh, for my circumstances. And maybe I'll talk a little bit more a little bit uh, later in the in the episode. Now when we talk about everyday carry, a lot of people go to uh, firearms. That that's where they go to. They go immediately to firearms, and I don't necessarily think about when I think about everyday carry. I don't think about firearms. I, I I mean I think it's very important to be able to defend yourself and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of people you hear EDC. In fact, if you were to go to Instagram and you were to go to or you know a Facebook group you know, and in that did everyday carry pictures. Uh, and I say Instagram because Instagram used to be the place where you would go and you know you would see everyday carry pictures every you know you're like you couldn't depending on who you followed right uh, but you would just see every you know you would just see firearms and people were like hey this is my EDC and it was a firearm and and uh, you know they had some other cool looking things there but it was always the firearm thing so whether you are a concealed handgun license carrier or you open carry. A lot of people believe that EDC is is about firearms, and it is part of it. That is one piece of it, but there's a lot more to it as well, I believe. That's just coming from my perspective. Now, I mentioned in the, the introduction of this episode is that the survival and preparedness community has done a great job about talking uh, about everyday carry. When you go to Prepper website, if you were to look at the Prepper website Tag Cloud, which, if you go to the top right hand corner, you do the first little drop down, it'll say um, uh, Research Topics. If you go there, you can click on any of those tags there. And so, EDC, I have seven pages of EDC articles, and every page has 50 or more either articles, podcasts, videos uh, on the topic. And so there's, there's definitely a lot of information out there about everyday carry and what people would carry and what people would suggest you carry and all those good things. There's lots of videos on YouTube. And so you go to YouTube, and you will get you know tons of everyday carry stuff, and you know what you should have on your keychain, and what you should have in your right pocket. You know, some people some people get very specific. You should have this in your right pocket, and this in your left pocket, and this in your cargo pants, and you know, all they get very they can get very specific about this is how you everyday carry. Again, I mentioned Instagram pics. If you want to see some really cool pictures, and I don't know how legitimate it would be that, you know, it like, Hey, this person who is posting all these everyday carry picks, they're just like, they're grabbing them somewhere and they're just kind of like posting them. There's no way that this, you know, every single day there's a different firearm. And I'm sure there's some people that have so many that they could do that, but you know, like every day they have a different pick. And so sometimes there's a lot of, uh, Instagram, accounts that are just grabbing pictures from different people and kind of just trying to build a, a an audience that way but again and maybe it is because of the people that i followed on instagram and I don't do a lot on instagram but you see all those pictures all the time now i already alluded to the fact that when you start to get into this topic you read the articles you watch the videos you listen to different people talk maybe about podcasts and stuff You get the impression that EDC, your everyday carry, needs to look a certain way. There are certain items that you have to carry, right? There are certain pieces of gear that you need to have always with you, always on you at all times. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about my EDC kit. And uh, so I'll share a little bit about that. I actually even opened it up in took everything out It's kind of a, kind of a pain because I have it in a small little case. And, uh, well, I want to say small, small relative to a lot of other people who might have a lot more that they carry, but uh, you know, I, I pulled it out, took a picture. I'm actually going to put that on buy me a coffee. If you want to go take a picture or go look at, at what the, what it looks like And then I'm also going to list the contents because as I was preparing for this episode, I just, you know, I took the picture and then I just kind of wrote down one by one, all the different contents that I have. And so some of these things you might be interested, okay, Todd, what what is that? Or I want to go look into that a little bit more. And I'm going to provide some links over there on Buy Me A Coffee if you're interested in doing it. So let's go ahead and uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about my EDC, but just hang tight with me because I got more at the end of talking about my kit. So the black bag that I have, or my kit, uh, it's almost, if you could imagine, having an oversized, a a pouch for an oversized walkie-talkie or a Baofeng ham radio. So a lot of people are very familiar with those, you know, the Baofengs, the the cheap ham radios, whatever walkie-talkies that you can have. So think about just a little bit bigger uh, version of that. That's what the black bag, that's what my kit looks like. So it's got zippers. Of course, it's got two zippers that, uh, and it just zips on the top. Um, it has Velcro on it. It has the Molly straps on there if I wanted to strap it somewhere. Um, it also has two snaps on the back. So it could go through my belt loop if I wanted to carry it that way. Um, it would be like a really, really big oversized, again, like I said, uh, pouch for a, a Baofeng ham radio. And so I'm able to fit everything in there. And I don't know the brand. I don't. I think it was just a cheapie that I bought off of Amazon. But it has fulfilled the need, and it and it does what I needed to do. And it looks like it's pretty, uh, pretty well built. And, you know, the stitching is pretty pretty strong on there. It's not something that's going to fall apart on me really really quickly. So let me go ahead and talk a little bit about the contents of what I have in that kit that I carry around with me. The first thing is a Mora knife. So I, I'm a big believer in mora knives. They are super sharp. They come, you know, when you buy them and you get them in, you you know that it is a very sharp knife. It holds its uh it holds its edge really, really well. They're um, really well built and can withstand a lot of damage if you if you need to use that. And so the mora knife that I have, it's a little bit thicker than the cheaper one that you can buy. I th- want to say that I bought this one during Christmas, like a Black Friday. I got a really great deal on it. But anyway, it is a, uh, um, a Mora knife and I, I really like them. I have several of those and I just, I have a knife problem. <laughs> I don't know. You might have a knife problem as well. I, I really have to, when I see a knife on uh, on the internet, whatever, like, no, Todd, stop. Don't buy it. You don't need it. You've got plenty. You're good. But uh, so there was a time where I was buying a lot of different knives. But anyway, I love this Mora knife. The next thing that I have in the kit is a flashlight. Now, this is one of those flashlights with, you know, LED, very bright, has a rechargeable battery that you can, that you can charge up with a USB. And so with that, I have the cord that I can charge it up with me because I always carry around my battery bank with me and I don't carry the battery bank inside of the EDC kit. I always have it in my backpack. And it's one of those things that I just, I just, I've talked about it many times on this podcast. If you're a listener, you know that I've talked about it. Is uh, our phones are very important, and so uh, I want to always have power to my phone, and I, I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty crazy about keeping my phone charged. So when I'm sitting at my desk, I have one of those little stand up uh, chargers. It, you know, my phone. I try to get the chargers that or the phones that can just sit on the charger and you don't have to plug it in. And so I have one in my office. I mean, right now when I'm recording this this podcast, I have one right now. My phone is sitting on it. My office at work, I have one there and I just kind of sit it on it there. I have one by my bedside and I always, you know, at night I just put it on. So I'm always wanting to keep my phone as charged as possible. But because of that, I also have a battery bank that I carry with me in my backpack. And uh, it is a nice a nice one, a little bit, you know, it's probably the size of a, and the weight up maybe a little bit heavier than the cell phone itself, but it could charge up my phone five times if I needed it to. So um, anyway, I can use that battery bank to also charge my flashlight. And I, it's just one of those things that I, I believe in. The flashlight will also take other batteries as well. If I needed to do that, but I, I believe in having things that can recharge like that easily with USB. Another item that I have in there along with that, you know, deals with light and illumination is a headlamp. I've talked about this very often. I believe in having headlamps. I think that that makes life a little bit easier. I mean, you have really nice flashlights and if you needed to, you could flash that in somebody's eyes or whatever. But if you are walking around your house and and you are dealing with things, I talked about this during the freeze when we had the the freeze here in Texas. Um, I was was cooking and when we have a, a gas stove and I was cooking when the lights went out, Well, I I went and grabbed my, my little headlamp and I was able to continue cooking without having to hold, you know, with a flashlight, you know, one hand with the flashlight and trying to cook with the other, or having someone there holding uh, a flashlight with me. So I have multiple headlamps kind of laying around uh, my house, but I have one in the EDC kit. If I need to grab that, one of the other things that I have in there is the hydro, uh, one of the hydro blue water filters. I've talked about this quite often as well. I love the Hydro Blue uh, Versaflow water filters. And the reason I like them so much is because they have a screw on end. Actually, both ends screw on. So you can use a soda bottle or a water bottle and you can screw it in on the other side because a lot of times those, and so if you have a, a Sawyer Mini, it comes with a, a little like plunger type thing. Your, or a, a syringe, not a plunger. Come on, Todd, you can get it get get it, right here. Uh, it comes with a syringe where you can help to backflow the, the filter, but also you need to be able to kind of get that filter started. And so sometimes you need to put in clean water and, and kind of get it going or, or not clean water, but you need to get water in there to to get it going and get it flowing because uh, the different you know the, the water filter the way it is it just it just doesn't flow easily. You need to kind of force it in there. And one of the things I like about the Versaflow is that you can screw on a bottle and kind of squeeze that water bottle and it would kind of push out Um, the water on the other side, whether that's clean or whether you need to go the other way and and backwash it and push out all the nasties in there so that you can try to keep it as clean as possible. So I really like the versaflow in that case because if you lose your syringe or you don't have something that can kind of push water back the other way, then you're good. You just need to find a soda bottle or a water bottle somewhere along the lines that will fit it, which most do, and then you just you just push it out that way. So I, I really like the VersaFlow in that regard. Now this next thing I have uh, I'm going to talk about fire, and I'm a little nuts about fire. So you're gonna, you're gonna I'm just gonna list out all the different things that I have here. So first I have a mini Bic lighter, and the reason that I have a Bic uh, you know the the brand Bic is because I've had other mini lighters before that have just been they're just junk. They don't last uh, at all for whatever reason. But Bic lighters are built a little bit better, and so they seem to to last a little bit better or longer. Um, the next thing that I have with for fire is the Survival Frog Tesla lighter. Um, this is one of those that uh, is just you know you're again you're able to charge it with a with a battery bank, if you need it, but it creates a spark that you can use. Actually, not just a spark, but uh, it creates uh, a stream of uh, of electricity that you're able to start fires with. And so, I I, I think it's one of those things that everybody should have uh, because you can lose. Uh, I mean, I guess if you have your battery bank. And so there's so many people do have battery banks. You can keep charging this over and over and over again. I, it also has a little light connected to it, but I would never use the light. I just have it for the, uh, for, for the actual, for lighting a fire. It's also fire or fireproof. It's also waterproof is what I'm trying to say. So it has a casing on there. If you were to drop it in the water, um, it, it will, um, you know, it won't ruin the insides of the, uh, uh of the, the lighter. So you'll still be able to open that up and, and use it. For those of you that have been like seriously, like long time listeners, you will remember this. There was a company called Survival Hacks. They are not around any longer. Um, they were offering at one point to the listeners, uh, to my listeners, uh, a really great deal on feral rods. And so it, there's a feral rod with a lanyard and it comes with a striker and it has a whistle on that. And so all that, you know, the, the lanyard and the whistle, the whistle is, is, is not... Uh, valuable at all it's just part of it but the ferro rod the 6 inch ferro rod with the striker and in the lanyard is is paracord so i mean that's that's val- valuable but uh this thing was pretty they were they were offering it at a very big discount to everyone so some of you remember that and so i have several of those uh you know in my uh, just kind of like in in a in a closet but i have one in my kit so again thinking about building making fire i have uh, a ton of stuff here uh, actually too much probably um the other thing that i have is the blackbeard fire starter uh, i am a big believer in that blackbeard fire starter it, it always starts up and it starts up with the tesla lighter so um and it starts up with uh, with the spark you can get it started with the spark as well And so I have done videos on that before, and I have videos on YouTube, but uh, I I really believe that having something like that, a fire starter, um, it's waterproof. You can get it wet, and then you can still wind up using it. Uh, I think it's very beneficial. So if you needed to make fire, uh, I can very easily, I have many, many options to make fire here, right? Uh, To stay warm, for lighting, for whatever it might be. Um, another little thing here, and I can't remember where I got this. is just a little, little tender capsule. And it was, it was one of those like little add-ons to probably like the ferro rod or, or something that I received, but you, it's a little capsule. You open it up and then you're able to, it has some kind of like little cotton stuff in there and you just, you know, you just kind of pull it apart and then it's able to take a spark and you're able to use that to, uh, you know, to build a fire. But, um, anyway, I can't remember where I got that, but that's, uh, I have that. So what is that? Like one, two, three, four, five different, (laughs) five different pieces of gear for fire in there. And that's really overdoing it. But, um, well, some people would say that's not overdoing it. Some people would just say like, that's redundancy. But again, I think that's, that's a lot there. So the next thing that I would say is I have a mini first aid kit. I've talked about this uh, a lot before, and this is in a little Altoids tin. I have, uh, you know, band aids. I have uh, bee stings. I have alcohol pads. I have uh, some medicine, you know, some Advil, some Benadryl in there, and so um, I've I've used that on on a regular basis. Um, so I have the many for actually I have a couple of those mini first aid kits. I just made a whole bunch of them uh, because you can buy the uh, the individual packets. So, you, you know, beasting packets, you can buy those on Amazon and, you know, that comes like 30 or 50 in a package. And so when I was making all these little mini first aid kits, I could make five or six of them at a time. It was no big deal. So I have a lot of those. Uh, I have one that I have in my backpack and I actually have one in my EDC as well. So uh, I have them kind of everywhere. The other thing is just a mini survival kit. I And the reason I, I just threw this one in there I've had this for a long time. I made little survival kits for family members and kind of gave them out. Um, there's pieces of foil in there. There's a whistle in there. There's a, a Bic lighter in there. There's a little button cam uh, compass in there. So it's, you know, there's a lot of little, um, actually, so uh, some matches to a waterproof matches to start a fire. Um, other, other little things that I have in there that uh, just, there's one of those things that I made really early on. And I had had one laying around, and I went ahead and threw it in there. I was like, why not? There's extra stuff, and it fit. So I just went ahead and, and kept it in there. Um, the next thing I have is a compass. And it, it's not a button compass, but it's not one of the bigger ones either. It's the, the ones that kind of are uh, a globe. I can't remember the name of it specifically. It's a little bit better than the button compasses. But I have that in there. And then the last thing is about 12 feet of paracord. So um, 12 feet of paracord, and then I have... Again, the, the, the paracord on the lanyard for the ferro rod. So again, like I said, I have all of these, you know, this picture, if you want to go take a look at it, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll throw it on Instagram, like everybody else and like, Hey, this is my EDC and this is what I carry around, but I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But anyway, I, I have, I mean, that's, that's what my kit looks like. And that's what I have now with all of that said, and with all of that kit and, and all that's there. Let me tell you this. I have never, ever used this kit, ever. I've never had to get into this kit. I have never had to break it open and use my Mora knife. I've never had to start a fire. I've never had to filter water with my Versaflow. I've never had to break out the compass or or do anything with the paracord. I've never had to use it at all for any reason. And so it's one of those things where it's like, come on, I have this kit and I've never, ever used it. Really, when you think about the contents here, and I'm sure some of you were, as you were listening to me talk, you're like, this is more of a, a, like a wilderness survival type kit. This is not a, a, an everyday carry kit. And I made this kit a long time ago. I've had this kit for a very long time and it just kind of, it just kind of goes with me. It's just in there. Now I have used some things that where I could have dug into this. So, and and let me just say, so I have used a pocket knife or my multi-tool before. So when, uh, so on top of this kit, I always usually have my multi tool in in my bag in my uh, in my backpack, so I'm kind of carrying multiple things. But uh, so I have the multi tool, and I also have a flashlight in there. So I've used the multi tool before to open boxes, or to or my pocket knife to open boxes. I've used the pliers in there to fix computer things and you know people were having issues with their computers and I needed to be able to get in you know in a small space so my needle nose pliers on my on my Leatherman Wave were able to get in there and and tighten down a screw or loosen up a screw or, or not a yeah so one of those it was a screw but it was one that had a uh, you, you think about the computer screws you know not just one with the with the that you would use a screwdriver it had a bigger head on it to where you can grab it Again, I used the flashlight when well, I was on campus. This is many, many years ago. But the flashlight that I had in my office—that you know we all have for when the lights go out—I um, gave that to other people that needed it, and I had my own flashlight. And actually, everybody was like, "Todd, your flashlight is so bright; it's like it lights up the whole room." I'm like, "Well, yeah, um, it's you know, it's 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 a better flashlight than those cheap little you know dollar store flashlights with d desi- sized batteries in there." So anyway, I used it there and it was more of a convenience. I did I didn't need it. I could see there's still windows in the in the school uh, when the lights went out, but you know it was it was one of those convenient things. The other thing that I have used is my first aid 10. But I have u- used the first aid 10 that I have in my in my backpack that I kind of carry around that's not necessarily in that EDC case. So all that to say is you really, truly need. Because if we're talking about reimagining everyday carry, don't carry just because you see someone online carrying. Don't carry something because you heard somebody on a podcast saying, you need to carry a Mora knife or you need to carry a water filter or you saw somebody on Instagram or a video or an article or whatever it might be. When we talk about reimagining everyday carry, you need to carry what is best for you. In all reality, I probably need to remove a lot of those things in that kit. I mean, the kit is already there. It's already put together. I still carry it because it's just, you know, it's there and I have it. But for the most part, I don't need any of that stuff. I don't use a lot of that stuff. I have a couple of things that I have inside of my, uh, in my backpack that is just so easy and convenient just to grab. And I've used those over and over and over again. So again, you need to carry what is best for you. So if you're a mom, you might carry around wet wipes for your kids. Or like Philip said, hey, I started, I realized when I was taking care of my daughter that I, you know, I put right in my right cargo pants, I put wet wipes. Because, you know, kids get their hands dirty all the time and they're always in things. And so you might want to wipe them down or, you know, clean them up a little bit. So wet wipes might be a real big deal for you. If you were a businessman, and you were, you know, you wore suits and you know, a suit and tie to work, and that was your thing. You might not be. You don't need a, you know, a fire starter. You don't need, uh, you know, a water filter. You don't need those types of things. But one thing you might need that would be very beneficial to you might be something to to remove spots in your briefcase. Let's say you go to lunch and you wind up getting something on your white shirt. And then you're about to go into a meeting. You don't want to look like a slob, so you have a spot remover to be able to remove that spot before you go into that meeting. That might be a really big need for you for your EDC. Maybe you're a grocery stalker, and you know you're stocking groceries, and you know you don't carry, you don't need to carry all this stuff. But for you, the most important thing, and you know the thing that you you know can't do without, would be a box cutter. You know, not, not a knife, not a, a, a Leatherman or, or whatever it might be. It might be just a regular box cutter. That is the thing that you always grab. That is the thing that you always need. It's always with you. And so it's, it's, it's one of those things that you're always going to EDC when you're at work. So the thing is, is that there isn't one set list of gear that is the be all end all of everyday carry. You really have to figure out what is best for you. You need to you need to imagine what is best for you. Think about the things that that you need and that you pay has paid off for you. And so in, again, in preparing for this, I was really thinking back, and I'm like, I, I've never had to build a fire, I never had to use the Mora knife, I've never had to you know filter water, I've never had to do those kinds of things. So what items? that I normally do carry with me or normally have around with me, what items have paid off for me. And so I wanted to just kind of share this with you and maybe you can identify or maybe it'll give you some ideas. So I've already mentioned my phone. I think nowadays most of us have phones and your phone is a really big convenience that you do not want to leave home without. I actually wrote an article, right? The every everyday carry item you will turn back around and, and and not forget something along those lines. I can't remember the article. It's it's been it's been a while, but my phone is one of those things that it's very beneficial. So if you you know have you and nowadays you you think about what it used to be like in the in the day, like you wouldn't see someone all day long. And you're like, okay, it was just that was that was normal. Now it's like you, you're calling people, you're texting people, you're, you're in communication with people all the time. And so if you, you know, someone doesn't come home right on time, you're like, you're, you're texting them. You're like, Hey, where are you at? Or, you know, what's going on? Or, you know, are you okay? You're like, yeah, I just decided to stop by the store. I just, you know, I had a, a longer meeting or I, you know, was talking to a friend or whatever it might be, but it just is so convenient. Now we're so used to it. Not only that, all the different apps and the information that you can get on your phones, I think, make it a very, very valuable everyday carry piece of gear that you need to have. With that, I'm going to say that you need to keep yours charged. One of the things that gets on my nerves is when my kids are like, you know, I'm trying to get a hold of them and and they're like, my phone died on me. You know, and I'm like, come on, you need to have it charged. You need to make sure that you, you, you keep it charged so that you can use it when you need it. Um, and then with that, I, I say a portable battery charger is one of those things that you should have, uh, especially with you. If you carry a backpack or a briefcase or there are even some that are really, really thin that you can put in your front pocket that, you know, you might not get five charges out of it but it would be uh, one charge or at least half a charge. There are some that look like a credit card that would give you enough juice to be able to call somebody in an emergency. And so you definitely need to have something like that. Um, I I think nowadays, because having a phone is so important and being able to communicate with other people is so important. And so I I highly recommend that uh, if you, uh, you know, if, if you, drive around all the time, definitely having a way to charge your phone in your vehicle. I think that's something that is just, should be automatic for everyone. You know, even if it means you got to go buy a an extra cord off of Amazon or, you know, go to the store and buy one. So you have a couple of extra cords so you can leave them around so you can charge them up in in your vehicle. uh, When you're at work, you know, you just have a cord. You're not trying to find a cord out of your purse or anything like that, uh, or, you know, your briefcase or your backpack. You just have one and all you got to do is just connect it to your phone to make it really, really easy. So for me, the thing that has paid off many, many times over would be my phone. Another item that has paid off for me to to carry with me, to have close to me is my first aid mini kit. I've already talked about that. Um, it, it's one of those things that has paid off for me and it has paid off for other people as well. When I'm sitting in a meeting and, you know, here in, in Houston in the the pollen and the sinus pressure is nuts. You know, there's always someone who's like, you know, you know, they're they're in pain and you're like, are you all right? I'm like, no, the sinus pressure is just crazy. I'm like, would you like some, I've got, you know, some, some, uh, I've got a- Advil sinus. Would you like one of those? Or would you like some ibuprofen or, or whatever it might be? Um, one thing that I've carried around in my mini kit that I've never used is Benadryl. I've never had to use that before, but uh, my wife does have allergic reactions to uh, to seafood and fish, and so that's you know it's good to kind of have that around there. I mean, it doesn't work instantly. You know, the capsule wouldn't work instantly, but it uh, not like drinking liquid or having uh you know having a shot that you can uh, go ahead and and, and take um, if you if you needed that, but it could be very helpful for someone who, who did need that uh, for whatever reason. So that first aid mini kit has been one of those big uh, deals for me to, to carry around. I have used that over and over and over again. The other thing that I have done, and I know that we had this as well, I think it was a survival hacks. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I hate the fact that they're out of business because uh, you know I was able to, sh- to share a lot of great deals. Um, they had first aid kits a while back. And so I bought a bunch of those because it was a really great deal. And so I have one in my desk and I just, when there've been people before that have come like, Todd, do you have any band-aids? Because it seems like Todd has band-aids with them all the time because of the little mini kit or whatever it might be. And it's like, yeah, I have it in this kit. And so I'm able to open it up and like, Todd, you have everything. And it's like, well, not really. It's just, I have this first aid kit that I'm able to, to throw into my desk. And so that has paid off as well. Now that's not everyday carry, but it is something that I have in my desk that, that I can pull out if I need. The other thing that has paid off for me again, not, the, not the more knife, but just having my Leatherman wave usually around, uh, in my backpack, or if, if I am wearing blue jeans, I will. Uh, carry that there. Uh, there's a, an aftermarket pocket clip. Now it's really heavy. The only time I, I, I wear it is when I do have blue jeans uh, because it is uh, very heavy to put on your uh, your pocket uh, with that pocket clip. But again, opening boxes and using the pliers to, to fix computer issues to where we're not having to call out a technician. I'm able to just do a quick fix on that. And so I have used that uh, on a regular basis. The other thing is that I, I was thinking about, and this is not really in my kit, but I carry it in my uh, in my in my truck, and then uh, I also will carry this in my backpack sometimes, um, a rain jacket slash umbrella. So oh, years ago, I purchased a rain jacket. It's kind of like it looks like a, a windbreaker rain jacket type thing. Um, from Sam's. And it was one of those things where it was on clearance and it was like $5. And it was one of the best, best buys ever from Sam's. You know, you go into Sam's and you, or Costco, and you're spending tons of money. It was like one of the those, those great purchases. And so I just leave it in my truck. And there's been plenty of times where uh, it's been raining and raining really hard. And so I'm able to kind of slip that on and be able to, to, to deal with it. Or Whatever, if I'm uh, cold at work and, and I need a jacket, I usually keep a little uh, jacket at work because they do jack up the AC a lot. Um, but if, if I'm somewhere where I need a jacket, I, I can use that and that actually keeps me warm. The other thing is the umbrella. So sometimes I do have one of those like pocket size umbrellas. It's not really pocket size, but it, it, I can put it on uh, the outside of my backpack and it really pays off. And it's one of those things again. When you don't have it, you go to a, you go to a meeting, and then you got to go back to the office. And for whatever reason, you weren't paying attention to the weather, and you know it's raining, and you you got to leave. It's so beneficial to be able to just pull that umbrella and to have that instead of just getting wet or having to wait until the rain stops. But there's a lot of times where I don't carry it with me. So I really can't say it's everyday carry, but it's one of those things that have paid off for me when I have had them. And I do have one in my truck and I can easily grab it if I do think the weather is going to bring rain later on that day. So just guys, just a a really quick recap. When we're talking about everyday carry and the things that uh, we carry with us on a regular basis, make sure that they meet your needs. It's very, it's very cool and, you know, tactical and all that kind of stuff. And, and I even, I admit, I fell into it by creating the kit that I have is you can create a kit that really doesn't meet your needs. You really never dig into it. Uh, I, again, the things that I told you that pay off for me are not in that kit. I have them just in my backpack, but they're not in that kit. I don't have to break into that kit. So what is it that you need to carry that really pays off for you. That isn't your traditional everyday carry type thing. Everybody is going to be different. Everyone is going to be a little bit different. Maybe you need to carry around some, some, uh, some cash with you for whatever it might be, for whatever reason it might be. Uh, you know, there's maybe you're carrying around, uh, hand sanitizer, you know, in a, in a little, uh, pocket carrier or something along those lines or something that connects to your backpack you know a lot of a lot of kids do that on their backpacks whatever it might be what is it that meets your needs don't get caught up in the I need this because I saw it on a on Instagram or I saw it on a video or I saw it somewhere uh, in an article and this person said I needed to have all of this stuff to have a really great EDC well man You know, if you're not going and building fires for whatever reason, like I said, I there's been I've never got into that kit ever, you know, and and never needed to get into that kit. But uh, I have used a couple of things on a regular basis that, um, you know, that that were important and that I would want to have. And so think back to the things like, hey, what would have been really great to have, uh, you know, in, in this situation or what do I need on a regular basis? And sometimes you don't even think about it. But taking a little bit of time to reflect on it, like, hey, I need to keep some of this thing, this stuff around. And maybe you don't keep it on you. Maybe you keep it in your vehicle if you can, if it's not something that's going to be ruined by the weather, you know, by the heat or the cold or whatever. Maybe it's stuff that you keep at your desk. Maybe it's multiple stuff. You just kind of keep it around. It's like, so I have access to it. I don't want to keep it on me. You might be like me. Like I don't like to keep things in my pocket. But I have access to it all over the place, you know, at, at home, at work, in my truck, wherever I'm going to be. And so it's really easy to get to. So anyway, reimagine everyday carry. What is the best for you? What actually meets your needs? Well, everyone, that is it for this episode. Hey, if you don't forget, if you want to go check out that picture, go check out Buy Me a Coffee. I'm going to link to it and uh, you can go check out uh, the, the picture and also some of the other links if you're interested in that. Hey, if you are new to this podcast and you would like to subscribe, make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app, and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com. Lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.